0: What's up, folks? Welcome to episode 89 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. This episode is brought to you in part by Amazon.com. If you shop on Amazon, like the rest of the world, go to spuntoday.com forward slash affiliate links, click on my Amazon banner, and do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but it helps support the podcast. In this episode, I share a writing tip that I picked up and then... I read and reflect on some of my free writing, which is located at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. Lastly, I read the Spun Today questionnaire response filled out by fellow writer Murphy Daly. Stick around. All right, so as I mentioned in a previous episode of the podcast, I'm going to start off the free writing episodes with a tip, if I have one, if I happen to have one, that I picked up uh, along the way and it could be from reading uh, other writers' uh, work or um, uh, a bunch of writer newsletters that I subscribe to and writing podcasts that I listen to like the story grid podcast or the join a pen uh the creative pen podcast by join a pen uh, etc et cetera. and it's just something quick a little morsel so for you guys to to take that I found helpful for me and and uh, hopefully somebody else does as well so this episode's tip uh, comes from the newsletter of K.M. Wyland, which is a writer who I first heard on, I believe, Joanna Penn's podcast, The Creative Pen, and um, I like some of the stuff that she had to say. It seemed uh, pretty insightful, and she's somebody that's doing it for real. She currently has 21 books published as of the recording of this episode, and both fiction and nonfiction. She has a newsletter where she asks her readers to submit questions, and um, she answers them for them. And this was one that I found helpful. And the question was, how can I improve my technique on throwing rocks at a story? From love story to action adventure, elevating the conflict is something with which I have a hard time. How my characters face, grow, resolve the conflict is the entire point of the story. But how can I improve the technique of making it tougher? And Cain Wyland's response was, the third plot point, which marks the end of the second act and the beginning of the third act, in parentheses she put that it normally occurs around the 75% mark of your book, should always be the quote, lowest moment of your character's. It's the moment where the worst possible thing happens to them. Now, this is something that was completely in sync with other advice that uh, I've heard before from Sean Coyne, which is an editor uh, with over 25 years experience, and he speaks about the all-is-lost moment. And like this reader and uh, writer asked uh, or pointed to, it's a, you know, whether it's a love story or adventure story, it's, it's an element that you will find in most, most all uh, movies or books or, or just stories in general. What Sean Coyne speaks about a lot are like obligatory scenes, uh, which are dependent on certain genres. Like, for example, in a mystery, in a murder mystery, there has to be a dead body. Like, that's an obligatory scene. You know, the scene where the detective finds the, the dead body and starts the investigation. So every type of of story, a romance and an adventure, a thriller, a sci-fi, fantasy, et cetera, they have their set of obligatory scenes, which are pretty much scenes that we as readers or or watchers of movies are expecting to see, whether consciously or subconsciously. And what I liked about Cam Wyland's response is that, aside from being in line with that of uh, Sean Coyne's previous advice about the all is lost moment, um, she adds. Which I believe Sean does as well, in his work. But she adds in, uh, this element of structure, pointing out the seventy-five percent mark of the book, or the the end of the second act, and beginning of the third, being the point where, in a story, the all is lost moment or the worst possible thing moment, works best. Now, does that mean that every story ever in existence, or every story that you ever work on or write? you have to, you know, at exactly, you know, page 75 of 100 have to write the all is lost moment in that specific spot. No, but it kind of gives you a blueprint, which you can kind of sort of go by if you if you want to. And if not, then, you know, feel free to start your story off with the all is lost moment, you know, in the first chapter and work your way backwards from there. But, you know, I definitely heed the advice of writers that are Uh, far more more experienced than I am and break rules where you want to break them, where you feel uh, don't fit in exactly with your specific style, with your unique style, but it it gives you like a jump off point. It gives you something to work with, something to get the ball rolling and start things off. So I found that helpful in also a more practical sense. I realized that in uh, my my story that I've shared with you guys uh, before in the past. I'm writing a novel. I gave myself a deadline of December 2017. Doesn't look like I'm gonna hit that. Um, gonna go over. But I realize that I don't. Although I have uh low points uh for the character and you know high and high points as well um for the cast of characters. The the main protagonist doesn't have his all his lost moment yet, and. I realized that I hadn't written it yet. I knew, I know what I wanted to be. I know what it's going to be. Um, but I hadn't, you know, just from like reading this tip, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that like element of the book. Which, by the way, segues, you know, perfectly into, perfectly out of the second act, which is like the whole middle of the book, uh, which is, which should belong to the villain in, you know, like a thriller type of story and sets it up to for the climax which is going to be like the ending of the book it's kind of think of like a roller coaster like you hit rock bottom go all the way down and then you triumph and go back up think of rocky and if you don't think of the like the entire movie specifically which does the same thing but like a like a microcosm of the movie like one of his fights where uh he's he's you know doing good he's holding his own then he gets fucked up and you think he's down now then he you know that's his rock bottom then he comes out of it and And wins at the end. Or Neo in The Matrix, he's getting fucked up by Mr. Smith and uh, you think it's the end of him, he's not the one, and then he comes out of the funk and fucks up Mr. Smith and lets the machine world know what's what. So it's that type of thing. So it's a nice segue out of the second act and into setting up the the first act. So I see why the positioning of it, of the lowest of that lowest moment uh, works so well. At uh, the end of the the second act The beginning of the third So check that out And if you want to You can check out the KM Weiland's uh, website Which I linked to in the episode notes And you can also choose to sign up to her newsletter If you want like uh, small tips like that I'm going to be sharing two uh, Free writing uh, posts That I have on my website And you guys can check them out At spuntray.com Forward slash free writing The first one that I'm going to read and reflect on is titled It's a Conscious Decision. And it was posted on the website on December 23rd, 2017, which is actually the same date of this recording. But I actually wrote it on May 24th, 2014. Here it goes. Let's see where my head was at back then. It's a conscious decision. Take time to clear your mind and you will find the best way for you to unwind what wound you up so tight. Let the mess of the stress waft over you and pass. Go beyond the point of fury and frustration and find yourself in the center of reason, for a reason. There is a most negative and most positive way that any situation can unfold. That being said, why not put yourself in the best mind state to yield the benefits of the positive side of that spectrum? When thought of in hindsight, it's almost a no-brainer, right? To give yourself and those around you the benefit of the most positive outcome to any given situation. Take a step back from what you're going through and give yourself the objective, conscious ability of positivity. And again, I wrote that on Saturday, May 24th, 2014 at 1038 a.m. So reading back on this, I see or reflecting back on this, I see that I was in that same Dr. Seussish type of wordplay thing there in the beginning with the with the rhyming. And like with the um take time to clear your mind and you will find the best way for you to unwind. And uh let the mess of the stress waft over you apart. And I definitely must have been in like a a, uh, meditation-heavy type of mood. And I've shared things about meditation with you guys in the past, um, uh, especially if you follow me on Twitter, at spun Today. I've shared, I remember uh, one interview specifically uh, from, I want to say, I'm probably butchering this, but you guys can find it in my timeline. It's from, it's definitely from Big Think, and it's a a poignant interview from, or maybe I shared it on my newsletter, which you guys can sign up to for free at com forward slash subscribe um but it was a real poignant interview by i want to say like a professor of of psychology at like some like big major school and um he was speaking about like the benefits and reasons why practicing meditation are so helpful uh cognitively and even uh physiologically and it's it's i meditate as as you know, not as much as I would like to, but I do. And by not as much as I would like to, I'm pretty much just saying that I'm a lazy bitch and I don't stick to it as much as as I know I should. But when I do go on my spurts of a couple weeks at a time, of doing it every single day, and then I won't do it for, for a week or two, and then I'll do it, you know, two or three three times the following week, etc. Um, I definitely see and reap those benefits. So I could imagine if I actually like stuck to it and did it like 365 days a year type of thing or like very, very, very regularly. Sometimes, honestly, I feel like it's even like a cheat code type of thing because you know like those days where you... Like, you, you just know you have, like, a shitload of things to do, like, a bunch of stuff at work and at home and, and you know, personal errands and this and that. And you just don't know how you're going to get everything done. And then you go through the day and then you're, like, stressed out about things and you don't get half the stuff done, et cetera, et cetera. I feel that if I have a day like that coming up and actually happen to have meditated that day, like, it winds up, like, I wind up getting more stuff done. and And it's not a stressful situation. It's like you can like objectively look at things and just knock shit down one at a time. And and it's like time slows down like in a way, not like when while you're physically meditating. So back to this writing piece, I feel like that's where I was kind of um, hinting at or, or going to with uh, certain parts of it. Like go beyond the point of fury and frustration and find yourself in the center for a reason. In the center of reason for a reason. It's like taking the time to clear your mind, a.k.a. meditate, You know, sit down with your thoughts for a while with your breath, breathe, and let the stress pass. Realize that it's something that it does pass, just like positive moments, negative moments, it all passes, which is something that meditation does help train your mind to be able to, to do and see in terms of why you're meditating. Uh, like if you do a guided meditation, for example, the person guiding you, tells you certain things like you know they'll, they'll let you drift off and you know you wind up having thoughts you know random thoughts you start thinking about groceries or work or family stuff and or anything or a movie that you saw and while you're supposed to be focusing on your breath and meditating not thinking about anything and it tells you that it teaches you that you know let those let those thoughts you know realize that you're having those thoughts and let them pass and then refocus on your breath and let the next one pass and the next one is going to come so i feel like that like first part of the post is is referring to, to that type of thing now the next part uh speaking to there is a most negative and most positive way that any situation can unfold i still agree with that um take that with a grain of salt though obviously i'm biased I'm reading my own shit <laughs> but um it just seems logical to me. You know, in any given situation, there's a most negative and most positive. You know, what's the best thing that can happen in this scenario? You know, you go to a job interview, what's the best thing that can happen? You get the job. What's the worst thing that can happen? You don't get the job. You know, maybe there's layers of gray around the the uh, the worst and best. You know, maybe somebody could say, no, it could be worse than that. It's You know, you could not get the job and, you know, the person, you know, kicks you in the ass on the way out or something like that. Then it's like, all right, so that's the most negative, you know, that's the worst moment then. Whatever, you get my point, right? There's a there's a most negative and most positive way that any situation can fall. So that said, why not put yourself in the best mind state to be able to benefit from the positive side of that spectrum, meaning that when you do meditate, when you do get yourself in a mind state where you can be positive, it's a conscious decision. Again, the title of the the post you make a conscious decision to meditate because it can allow you to parse out situations into seeing the silver linings and and noting the neg the negativity, noting the positivity and being able to break situations down into into more digestible emotionally digestible chunks. you do yourself some good you know, going at it in that way. And you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you if you for example, don't take the proper steps to get yourself into that type of mind state and you just deal with situations by getting frustrated and the quote unquote fury and frustration that I mentioned in the beginning part of the post. So it's true, why not? If you if you know this works, if you know this helps you Organize things in your mind To the point where You can handle situations better Why not take steps in that direction And like that As the post continues um, You'll be giving yourself and those around you The benefit of the most positive outcome To any given situation If you're in a bad mood and you're frustrated And stuff like that, you take it out on people around you They feel like shit, you feel like shit For making them feel like shit And it's like a vicious circle type of thing And you could help avoid that by again leaning towards the the positive end of the spectrum and doing the shit that gets you in that type of mind state. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I think that positivity is a conscious decision. As a kumbaya and naive as that may sound to some, I think it's fairly fairly accurate. Alrighty, next up is another post posted onto the website at sponsor.com forward slash free on December 23rd, 2017. But it was written on May 10th, 2014. And the title of it is We Are One. How's that for a Kumbaya title? And I wrote, there's no winning in the game of life. Conversely, there's no losing. There's only, for lack of a better word, playing. There's no tangible need for keeping score, nor settling any. There's you and those around you. There's those that were and those that will be. All of which exist to the best or worst of their abilities, as they so choose. The shade they cast, our individual canvases coexist, mix, and intertwine. Build, fill, and define yours With your version of perfection. Your best self. That immeasurable quality that is you. The infinite fluidity with which we grow and develop is far more precious than a win-lose game could ever hope to be. We've already won. We are one. And I wrote that on Saturday, May 10th, 2014 at 3.16pm. 3.16 stone cold. Those numbers together like that, well forever remind me of Stone Cold Steve Austin from WWF. And I don't even, I know it's like some sort of like Bible reference, but I think, or I think it is, but I have no idea what the actual passage is or means or says. Anyway, (laughs) back to this post. So there's no winning and there's no losing in life. There's just playing. I could reword that to say that there's like no need to, well, I actually said that in the next uh, sentence. There's no need to for keeping score nor settling any. Meaning that I think a lot of us, myself included, I'm guilty of this, like in the past or you know, maybe even currently, we measure ourselves up against other people and this person has that and why don't I have that? It could be material things. It could be uh, a new jacket. It could be a, a purse, if you're into that. It could be Uh, podcast downloads it could be um published novels it could be you know a raise at work you know anything pick pick your pick your poison whatever it is that you mentally allow yourself to get in the rat race with and it's this thing we do where we're like measuring ourselves up against each other and everybody's doing the same type of shit it's like we're all, we're racing to the, like the finish line of, of death and along the way we're just picking up like material shit and 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 focusing and paying attention to shit that doesn't ultimately matter in my opinion unless that's the type of shit that that does matter to you you know like literally you know the numbers in in your bank account or or like the things you have like literally matter to you and it's not like a like a show offy type of thing. Like there's certain things that I, like I like nice things. You know I'm not gonna sit here and act like some like a some tree hugging hippie that doesn't own a clean pair of shoes. Cause I'm busy loving everyone, man. You know there's a balance to everything, in, in, including shit like that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that regardless of how you choose to play the quote unquote game of life. It's not about winning and losing. It's actually about the playing. It's the act of living. That should be what's like tantamount to anything else. Tantamount or paramount. And there's a line in here that says that, you know, there's you and those around you and those that were, those that will be, and all of which exist to the best or worst of their abilities as they so choose. And it's true. It's like everyone everyone you know, everyone that you knew, everyone that you will know are living their lives to the best of their abilities. Or the worst of their abilities. Because, you know, sometimes you just meet pieces of shit that want to be pieces of shit. And sometimes you meet pieces of shit that don't want to be pieces of shit, but they are pieces of shit. And that's, at that moment in time, the best of their ability. You know, with what they know, with what they've learned, with what they've been exposed to, that's their best version of themselves or at that specific time or it's the worst version of themselves but it's what they're choosing to like put forth for whatever reason and conversely if some you know you meet uh, a positive person a good person that's doing the same you know they could go through some catastrophic shit in their lives that you know flips everything on its head and then they start becoming a piece of shit because of you know like new inputs and And experiences in their lives. But I truly believe that we're all just trying to figure shit out. Trying to exist to the best of our abilities. And if you make the conscious decision and efforts to enhance those abilities, those fundamental abilities, then you wind up having more of a a positive leaning life versus if you don't make a conscious effort or if you don't know how to make a conscious effort to to better those fundamental those fundamentals then you end up having a shittier and more negative life like if you don't know that eating pizza and burgers and stuff like that won't have the nutrients that you need to not have a heart attack and be obese and you don't literally understand that correlation because that's what you grew up on that's what's around you then odds are that you're Going to die of a heart attack and be obese and get diabetes, etc. Conversely, if you learn certain things and share it with those around you, and whether it's something that you heard on the podcast, or something you read in a book, or something that you saw in a movie, or something that you just Googled, or something that somebody told you, and you look into and you and you find out it's legit, and you share that with, with those around you, you like teach people shit and you elevate each other. Like, for example, I was listening to a podcast um, earlier today and, and yesterday. When Rogan's podcast that are fucking three hours long, so you know, take some time to listen to. But he had Doctor. Rhonda Patrick on, and she was uh, speaking about new studies that show correlation between the modern American diet and you know complex carbs and sugars being linked to abnormalities in your uh, gut microbiome, which is like a not brand new but fairly new uh, field of study that is starting to show tons of. Uh, promise or that's probably not the right word but like potential into figuring out you know the cause of certain diseases that we don't know the cause to that's why like probiotics for example have become like such a big thing in trying to introduce uh, healthy live cultures into into our gut but diseases like uh, multiple sclerosis which my wife has and um, I've done uh, podcast episodes about it um, with her, actually, uh, in the past, if you guys want to go back and listen, uh, but information like that, like I'll take and you know share with her or um, other brain and spine neuro uh, degenerative diseases. Yeah, Tasha, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I have a good friend that that has it, and I sent him information on dr chris Kresser that um wrote a or published a paper regarding the possibility of heavy gluten diets uh tying into that, and you know these aren't like pay for play scientific journals which do exist but you know legit peer reviewed scientific journals that these people are 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 speaking of and it's like information like that like take you know you can take you know take to your doctor the advice that that that, um she gave for example dr ronda patrick which just you know seems logical and makes sense to me is like you know print out um certain studies or 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 send your doctor links now you know you have shit like my chart where you can directly interact with your doctor which i have in the past and you know send them shit and say hey have you checked out the study what do you think and work with the people that are working with you because Think about it. Your your let's say your primary care physician that you go to for a physical, once a year. If you remember, if not, once every two years. They sit the average doctor. I believe it's eight minutes. Um, they sit down with the patient for eight minutes. So eight minutes out of a year, if you actually go to to your physical. So, but let's give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you do eight minutes out of the year. You sit down with the doctor. You say you tell him, you know, you have a headache. He writes you a prescription for whatever for Tylenol or migraines. He gives gives you a prescription. Uh, it's a fewer set, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he checks your blood. uh it takes your blood, checks your blood pressure, checks your breathing, asks you how you're feeling, and a lot of the times, you're giving information based on how you feel, but also shit that you've googled yourself and 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 read about and and try to explain certain symptoms, and the interaction is based on eight minutes of that. Think about it from the doctor's perspective. He has he or she. Can have eight to twelve hour days worth of patients at eight minute increments, back to back to back to back to back, and they're doctors that that may have you know let's say they're they've been practicing for for several years, like my doctor is an older doctor for example he you know became a doctor in the seventies or eighties, and. He's human, you know. He or she is human, and they might like to do something other than the medical field. You know, they might on their, you know, when after work on their, you know, five, five, six or four days a week, whatever it is that that they work on the leisure time that they have. I'm sure they spend it with family. They they you know enjoy reading books or watching movies or playing golf or whatever the fuck it is that doctors are are into but it may not include staying up to date with the most current science with reading through dense medical journals or maybe it does. Maybe for some of them it does, but for all of them it definitely does not. It can't every single think about you at your job. Every single doctor does not work a 12 hour day, goes home and spends another five hours, you know, buffing up on the thousands of, of peer reviewed studies that have been published in the medical journals for the past month. I'm sure that doesn't happen. And for any doctors that do do that that are practicing doctors, I'm saying, cuz I'm sure there there's um there's academic doctors that, you know, this is what they do. Like, but they don't have like the burden of a of a practice. For example, like your primary care doctor does. God bless them if they're able to though. But I say all that just to say that we're all people at the end of the day, right? We are one, like the title says. And if you have information that may be beneficial to your own health or uh, to the health of those around you, share it. Can't hurt. It could help. So why not? And even if it's to your own doctor, like I said. And that type of uh, like mentality or thinking or practice kind of plays into this next line, which is our individual canvases meaning our individual you know, lives uh, coexist, mix, and intertwine because we're all in this shit together. So to me, those types of things are things that matter or that should matter and not the little notches in the win-lose column of whatever race you're choosing to run for the day or for the week or for the month or for the fucking decade. And that's all I got by way of free writing stuff. And if you are interested in reading those pieces yourself or any others, check out my website at uh, spuntoday.com. Click on the free writing uh, tab up top or just go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. And keep in mind that this is all like unedited uh, stream of consciousness type of, of stuff, which is the definition of free writing. It's like flow state writing is another way to say it, but it's intended to not have like any structure and just be like a free flowing type of let's see what comes out type of type of practice type of thing. I enjoy it. It's cathartic and therapeutic, as I've said in the past, and I definitely recommend it whether you're into writing or not, I think that you will find some benefit in it. In this episode, we have a special treat. We have someone that has filled out the Sponsor Day questionnaire, which for those of you that don't know, it's a five-question questionnaire that's free to fill out and uh, essentially a f- free plug for anybody who's who's interested in, in plugging something on the Sponsor Day podcast, but mainly what it is is a way for uh, fellow creators or writers to uh, share tips and tricks uh, and just some insight generally on their process on of what they do murphy daly is the fellow writer that filled out the one questionnaire which i'm much appreciative of thank you murphy and she is the author of the russian american school of tomorrow let me share with you guys a piece of the synopsis which is the russian american school of tomorrow is a true story of lisa's quest for freedom love and faith At 18, she escaped her parents' house in Wasilla, Alaska, to begin her own life. Then, her parents and pastor offered her a chance to be a missionary teacher in Russia. The adventure of travel to the Soviet Union seemed worth any cost. Her book is available on Amazon, and I have linked to it in the episode notes, and currently has five stars. By the way, good on you, Murphy. Alright, let's see what she had to say... Question number one is, relating to your craft, do you remember the first thing you ever wrote or created? And she responded, a story spun off of a friend's drawing of a unicorn. I wonder if she still has that story. I just dropped the mp3 recorder and it's shut off. So I'm not sure if I just lost the entire recording or if I'll be able to save it somehow but we're going to continue and finish off the episode since we're close to the end anyway and we'll see what happens all right so question number 2 what inspires you to write or create and murphy responded exploring my thoughts and i couldn't agree more with that that is actually what we were just speaking about the like the free writing stuff is absolutely I think like the in my opinion the purest form of exploring your thoughts free writing because you're literally sitting down at your desk with a pen and paper if that's how you choose to do it or you can you know type it on your phone type it on your laptop on on your your uh, desktop wherever it is that you choose to write and you literally jot down everything and anything that comes to mind you can go at it from a couple of different ways that I have at least which is with a conscious thing that you want to flesh out, or idea that you want to flesh out, uh, or a question that you have that you want to explore, and just write about it. Write, you know, what do I think of what happened today at yeah, blah blah blah, and just see what comes out. Or you can literally go at it with a complete blank slate and just rant and, and rave about anything and everything that comes to mind. I got coffee today. I went to the store and I bought this red shirt that I've been wanting for a while. And you know what? It kind of reminds me of this shirt that I had when I was a kid. Oh, and you remember when I was a kid, I liked this, this, and that. And life is about blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, whatever. Question number three is, what is a hobby that you have that is unrelated to your craft? And Murphy responded, studying computer networking, which sounds cool as shit. If it's what I think it is. I've probably should google it but i'm not sure what she's referring to it sounds like some like coding type of thing like uh, computer coding and i actually saw something really cool on uh, an episode of shark tank i'm not sure if it's old or new you know like when they give like a bunch of like reruns and stuff sometimes it's companies like from 2012 sometimes it's like new shit um And it was some sort of, like, program or, like, app that is, like, aimed at, like, uh, younger kids. And it's to make uh, computer coding. Like, to pretty much learn the language of computers, which is computer coding. And, uh, like, fun ways to, like, teach them how to do that instead of, you know, having them play, like, Candy Crush and, like, stuff like that. It's, like, it shows you, like, how to do the code and then makes you, like, write the code so that you can... You know create games and 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 you know make the screen blue and this that and like it walks you through like different different levels and different things and I thought that was pretty cool so if it's that type of thing it sounds interesting and this question specifically i I ask it because it kind of sort of relates to that Miyamoto masashi quota that that I always reference which I read in the book of five rings by Miyamoto Mus- Musashi which I first heard about on on uh, Rogan's podcast and uh, Joe Rogan speaks about it Brian Cowan speaks about it a lot as well and it reigns true to me it which is if you know the way broadly you can see it in all things and it's kind of how different things that you do in life whether you know, work related or or hobbies they kind of interact with each other even if seemingly completely unrelated like I'm sure if the computer uh studying computer networking has to do with coding and stuff like that, you know, that's just another language. Like, English, Spanish, French, it's another language. And it's another way of seeing how things interact. Which I could definitely see aiding in how you write. You know, with, um, I don't know, an example off the top of my head with knowing absolutely, not knowing what the hell I'm speaking about, but let's say you're studying... How a computer is networking with another computer, or how, you know, I don't know. You you're noticing a pattern of interaction between uh, different types of codes. You can extrapolate that and apply it to like the story line or uh, a piece of dialogue between a, a, a couple characters, and say, you know, the way that Maggie and Seth um, should interact with David is. Uh, I'm gonna take how code ABC interacts with code DEF in relation to XYZ in the computer networking world that I just made up in my head and show that type of relationship between Maggie, Seth, and David, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, stuff like that. Anyway, different skills related or not can interact in surprising conscious or unconscious ways in my opinion, and that's why I like asking that question. Anyway, plus, to find out the fuck other people are into. Question number four is, how do you get yourself to sit down and do your work when you're not motivated to? And Murphy responded, I have a weekly deadline. Now, I gave myself, like, taking this and applying it to to what I, to my practice, which is much more... Or I guess less structured. It's much more like free flowing. Um, AKA means I don't get done a fraction of what in my head I want to get done. I could benefit from something like a weekly deadline. So I would love to know like how, how like that's structured. Like how that's, maybe I should Google like different like writing tips on weekly deadlines or just deadlines in general and stuff like that. Cause for example, I give myself, a deadline of completing my novel my first novel um, by this month December 2017 and like I said earlier I'm not going to hit that and I gave myself that a couple months ago I saw like where I'm at I finished with like the first draft I'm trying to go I'm starting to um, in most parts uh, finish I finished with the second draft as well and I'm starting to go through kind of like story grid style editing to finalize things uh scene by scene and i'm in that phase now but i'm not gonna have it done by the, end of the month and i don't want to like rush it and make it shittier than than it needs to be this part of me that also understands that and this is based on like my own behavior like i know that it's a like, i gave myself to that i know it's something that i can push you know what i mean like that's what i'm struggling with like it's a deadline but it's not really it's like you know who am i accountable to besides myself you know besides feeling like shit and, and and not doing what I said I was gonna do um but I, I like rationalize it myself and you know say that I want it to be higher quality and not rush it so um maybe I'm putting out a, a higher quality thing but at the same time I'm also like not putting it out like it's not out yet you know what I mean like I haven't done shit yet technically so I feel that maybe something like this like a weekly deadline is more is more digestible it's more more doable than, you know, the arbitrary December 2017 deadline that I gave myself a couple months ago. And, um, yeah, definitely, definitely going to look into that. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And lastly, question number five is, do you have any advice for other writers or creators, whether they're new, seasoned, or otherwise? And Murphy responded, write what you know. Start with one part and go from there. And that's definitely something that's a common through line amongst writers and um, other creators, such as uh, comics. And I hear that that advice a lot, and it definitely, it definitely reigns true. Write what you know, um, start with what you know, and you're, you're going to know and learn different things as you go. So you can, it's not like you have to start writing, you know, specifically about like what you're into and that's it you know that's your that's your lane and you have to stay there forever if you're fascinated and interested in something else go do it learn it experience it and write about that and switch it up murphy thanks again for taking the time to fill out the spun today questionnaire for anybody else who's interested go to spun forward slash questionnaire And um, fill it out for yourself You have the choice to remain anonymous If you want to And if you don't You don't have to Either Again, her book is called The Russian American School of Tomorrow Now I'm gonna end the show with a bit of a treat And um, It's it's, I'm sharing it because it's, it's Writing related And Well, there was definitely writing that went into it Into the show, into um, just like the, the concept of it Which is something that my wife put me on to And she's been on this Kick of like watching Roseanne reruns, the show Roseanne And It's a show that when, when I was a kid I used to hate, <laughs> like when, when it came on It was like one of those shows that If the Like if I felt like getting up, cause I don't, I don't even think Our TVs like had remotes back then And some of them did, some of them didn't It was like that transitional phase if I felt like getting up and changing the channel, I would. And if the remote was nearby, I would definitely change the channel. And if it wasn't, then I would just leave it on. And then after leaving it on, then I would get like hooked into the show and actually watch it. But that's the only way that I saw episodes, like of Roseanne. But it was never a show that I that I was drawn to that I liked, that I wanted to watch. And she's been on this kick of watching a bunch of reruns. And um, I def- the show definitely resonates more with me now, Um, some of the episodes that, that I've seen with her and she told me about the the ending of the show the way it ends and i thought it was it was like such a dope concept spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen the show in the past 20 25 years <laughs> or 30 years i don't even know when it came out but it ends with pretty much the the entire the entire series was a book that she was writing and she goes into uh creativity where she got her creative spark and and um how she wrote her characters and why she wrote them the way that she did and and i just it's like a dope you guys know i love monologues it's like a dope monologue um an emotional one and just a a creative concept in and of itself and i want to share with you guys and if you want to hear it uh, on your own Outside of the podcast, I will link to the to the um, videos um, of them, which which I recommend you guys watching because uh, the visual adds to, to the monologue, but definitely the monologue uh, in and of itself is pretty cool, and I just wanted to share with you guys. It's about 10 minutes long, so if you're not interested, feel free to skip ahead to listen to some tunes and the ending credits of the episode, uh, but if not... If you don't want to skip ahead, definitely enjoy. But I definitely recommend it because there's like um, uh, cool things that, that she did or, or the way that she explained it, which is like, for example, in the show, like they they won the lottery like, the, you know, it's like a, about a poor family living in Lanford, Illinois, I believe, and they wound up winning like $108 million and towards like the, I don't know what season or whatever, but they did and um, certain things changed and stuff like that. Uh, Dan, for example, had a heart attack um you know wound up living in the show uh later on wound up cheating on on Roseanne and they like split up for a while then they got back together um then you realize that in her explaining in, uh like she does in this monologue Dan actually died he didn't survive the heart attack and she kept him in in her story that she was writing because uh, she missed him and stuff like that, but then she was also angry um with him in a way um uh because he died and she kind of felt like she like abandoned him uh he abandoned her and you know by leaving and um she wrote that emotion by uh creating that storyline of him cheating on her um she also writes the whole storyline of winning the lottery and becoming rich. Which never happened in reality as, um, you know, being this, like, great moment. But that, in her real world, was the moment of completing the writing of her book. That was her, like, real jackpot. So it's it's dope. Check it out.
1: Everyone wonders where creative people get their inspiration. Actually, i found it's all around you. Take Leon, for instance. Uh, Manners
0: police, I'm sorry, Dan. No whittling at the dining room table.
1: Leon is not really as cool as I made him. He's the only gay guy I know who belongs to the Elks
0: Club. As far as I'm concerned, George Bush was the best president we ever had. I mean, look at all the fat
1: that he cut out of Medicare.
0: (laughs) You know, in China, they believe in
1: reincarnation, so they have a hell of a time with their probate law <laughs> and then there's scott he really is a probate lawyer i met about a year ago and introduced to leon i guess i didn't get too creative there hey dj put bogart in the moogoo guy pants yeah. really come on yeah well darlene took all the pot stickers uh... and now that you're distracted i took the moogoo Mug- guy pants <laughs> <laughs>
0: Confucius
1: say, you snooze, you lose. Oh, thinning, son. A lot of kids have called my son a nerd, but as I told him, they called Steven Spielberg a nerd, too. A lot of times, nerds are really artists who just listen to the beat of a different drummer. Roseanne, will you keep your children in line? I didn't raise my
0: children to throw chopsticks.
1: (laughs) My mom came from a generation where women were supposed to be submissive about everything. I never bought into that, and I wish mom had neither. I wish she had made different choices. So I think that's why I made her gay. I wanted her to have some sense of herself as a woman. You may think I'm crazy, but it is the women's movement that has destroyed the family unit. Oh yeah, and she's nuts.
0: Hey man, check out my fortune here true love lies where you least expect it. You better not.
1: (laughs) Mike, I think I got yours. Deep thoughts run shallow. (laughs) There's lucky numbers on the back. Let's play the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks. I can't get rid of all this money now. (laughs) (laughs) My sister, in real life, unlike my mother, is gay. She always told me she was gay, but for some reason, I always pictured her with a man. She's been my rock, and I would not have made it this far without her. I guess Nancy's kind of my hero, too. Women's shelter needs furniture, so if there's anything you don't want, let me know, and I'll have it picked up. Because she got out of a terrible marriage and found a great spiritual strength. I don't know what happened to that husband of hers, but in my book, I sent him into outer space. When Becky brought David home a few years ago, I thought, this is wrong. He was much more Darlene's type. Do you want to go to this poetry reading before the museum?
0: Yeah, before. I want to pick up some books first.
1: Uh, Okay. When Darlene met Mark, I thought he went better with Becky. Get me a beer. Get it yourself, slob. I guess I was wrong. But I still think they'd be more compatible the other way around. So, in my writing... I did what any good mother would do. I fixed it. I lost Dan last year when he had his heart attack. (laughs) Dan and I always felt that it was our responsibility as parents to improve the lives of our children by 50% over our own. And we did. We didn't hit our children as we were hit. We didn't demand their unquestioning silence. And we didn't teach our daughters to sacrifice more than our sons. As a modern wife, I walked a tightrope between tradition and progress. And usually, I failed by one outsider's standards or another's. But I figured out that neither winning nor losing count for women like they do for men. We women are the ones who transform everything we touch and nothing on earth is higher than that my writing is really what got me through the last year after dan died i i mean at first i felt so betrayed as if he had left me for another woman when you're a blue-collar woman and your husband dies it takes away your whole sense of security so i began writing about having all the money in the world And I imagined myself going to spas and swanky New York parties, just like the people on TV, where nobody has any real problems and everything's solved within 30 minutes. I tried to imagine myself as Mary Richards, Jeannie, that girl, but I was so angry, I was more like a female Steven Seagal, wanting to fight the whole world. For a while, I lost myself in food and in a depression so deep that I couldn't even get out of bed until I saw that my family needed me to pull through so that they could pull through. One day, I actually imagined being with another man. But then I felt so guilty, I had to pretend it was for some altruistic reason. And then Darlene had the baby, and it almost died. I snapped out of the morning immediately, and all of my life energy turned into choosing life. In choosing life, I realized that my dreams of being a writer wouldn't just come true. I had to do the work. And as I wrote about my life, I relived it. And whatever I didn't like, I rearranged. I made a commitment to finish my story, even if I had to write in the basement in the middle of the night while everyone else was asleep. But the more I wrote, the more I understood myself and why I had made the choices I made. And that was the real jackpot. I learned that dreams don't work without action. I learned that no one could stop me but me. I learned that love is stronger than hate. And most important, I learned that God does exist. He and or she is right inside you, underneath the pain, the sorrow, and the shame. I think I'll be a lot better now that this book is done. Happy birthday, Mom. Here, pencils. Yeah, and I got you some notepads. And
0: I got you a dictionary and a thesaurus.
1: You know, Stephen King started this way.
0: Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week, I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes. And I cherry pick the best ones, and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED Talk. you receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind. And a word of the week, so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five-question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntraycom forward slash questionnaire. And what it is is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating? What inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now, you can choose to remain anonymous. If you choose to, you have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to Sponsor forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page and there you will see a banner for amazon you literally just click on that and it takes you to amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do it does not cost you anything extra but amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website so that would be a big help it literally costs you nothing extra financially just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your amazon shopping The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style Store. Now, the Viral Style Store is... A store where you can get spun today merch whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that i personally designed and spoiler alert i'm no i'm no ralph Lauren or you know whoever designs gucci stuff <laughs> but i did create the design of those shirts myself i have a couple t-shirts on there one that says for example right need every day which is a play off of snoop dre and nate dogs Smoke weed every day So it's right knee every day It's like a puff cloud of smoke behind it I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt And uh, just stuff like that So check it out The link to the Viral Style store is also there You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis If you become a Patreon supporter Now Patreon is pretty cool And it's There's a little um, video explanation of what it is And how it works but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here Basically you Sign on to Patreon which is a free service Free account And you can support not just myself But any other uh, Podcasters or creatives that Also have Patreon pages And you can choose to For example Donate a dollar to them on a Per episode basis So the Spun Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month so if you donate a dollar to it it'll be two dollars a month basically and you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis there are zero fees you can cancel at any time no hassle no bullshit and it's uh it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated and also it's not just like a for example uh a paypal donation which is just that But through Patreon It allows the creator In this case being myself To set up a reward system If you will So if you donate a dollar per episode You are considered a tier 1 supporter If you donate $3 per episode You are a second tier supporter Etc, etc And it goes up to 4 tiers And each tier gets different things Like uh, tier 1 gets a free Spun Today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast tier three gets uh gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash spun today Another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps. Please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends and family and tell them, "Yo, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, (laughs) it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash spun today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube, as well as clipped versions. For example, with the random rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation, and you can find out more about it at spuntre.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold, Kindle, iBooks, Kobo in an ebook or paperback format which you can find on Amazon also for being a sponsored Day listener I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice and that's all I got folks thanks again for checking out this episode and as always substitute the mysticism with hard work And start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.